college football week one is here. We preview that, plus NFC West in the NFL. All this and more on this episode of Coaching from the Couch. everybody and welcome back to coaching from the couch once again you know us the hill bros are back i'm darren here with blake once more what's what's up blake nothing much excited yes sir we the i I believe the season has officially started i think i can say that for college football at least um if you listen to our last podcast, we kind of joked around about the poor games that <laughs> were on TV for, I guess they call it week zero uh, for good riddance. It's kind of like preseason almost just because the games are so bad and it's kind of like a warm up for a lot of these teams. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's officially started. We've, we've got more games tomorrow, Thursday, September 1st. Uh, we're recording this August 31st, uh, Wednesday. So more games tomorrow with some bigger teams. So hopefully those will be a little better. So um, we are officially here. And because of that, we have some things to wrap up and to kind of get squared away before this, before we kind of get into the thick of things. So we'll, um, we'll get started uh what do you think i guess let's touch up on the games last week what'd you think of the games last week uh blake well they were so bad i didn't watch them so (laughs) (laughs) the only one that in the entire world that probably watched them willingly was you so you'd you'd have to report more than i would but i did i did see on uh espn the the florida state running back doing the celebration where he like pretended to hurt himself and was doing the weird little tiktok dance that's Uh, about the that's about (laughs) the extent i saw of the games on saturday so yeah what did you think you i know you watched them because i know yeah (laughs) i was i was in and out for a lot of them i was even joking watched a little fcs as well so you know i was dabbing in i was just too excited you know i couldn't stay away from from these games so hell yeah here was the fcfs matchup (laughs) wow that is terrible (laughs) yeah oh yeah so i watched stephen f austin versus jackson state wow that is amazing (laughs) (laughs) right it was quite the upset that stephen f austin was ranked 10th but jacksonville state uh ended up with the win so Hey, uh, good for them. Uh, who knows if they'll be able to compete with North Dakota State, but um, good luck, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it was it was as advertised uh, last Saturday. It was the quality was pretty poor and uh, not much headlines really. But um, the Northwestern Nebraska game was actually 
probably the best, which I don't think is surprising because I think a lot of people thought that. Uh, a lot of people had Nebraska win in that game. And honestly, I thought they would too. Northwestern's been pretty bad recently. Um, but, and Nebraska got the Pitt's former offensive coordinator, I believe. And so he, he was a pretty good coach. But did they they made some questionable decisions. And I think Nebraska fans are... Uh, not happy about that one because that one they definitely should have won. Uh, I think what happened was Nebraska scored a touchdown uh, to take the lead, and then they kicked an onside kick right after it, and it was like the third quarter or something like that. I was like, <laughs> what? What, what in the world? <laughs> and they didn't get it, and gave Northwestern a super short field. Northwestern ends up scoring and just takes the momentum and just all of a sudden scores again and takes the lead and they never look back after that. Man, that um, sounds like some good coaching right there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, the, um, I don't think Nebraska scored after that onside kick. So that just tells you what happened. after that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty poor uh, coaching there. Um, so congrats to Northwestern. Yeah, I, I'm like a low-key Northwestern fan because they're actually in Chicago. So I kind of have some ties to the to that area, but they're so bad. I mean, uh, yeah, I was surprised they made it out of this week with a win. So, hey, who knows? Maybe they can carry on that success onto the, the following weeks. Um, and the, the Northwestern head coach has been there for like, 17 seasons or something like that holy crap (laughs) he's been there forever and he's you know they've never been that good i'm so surprised they've kept him for so long so hey good for him i guess i I just (laughs) (laughs) they like the mediocrity (laughs) i guess so i'm like what on earth but i just don't think they care that much about the football program you know they probably have other worries um but other than that, um, UConn, Utah State, that game was pretty interesting. UConn was putting up a fight there at the beginning, but uh, Utah State ended up kind of getting their feet under them and, and taking away the win. Um, uh, Vanderbilt, Hawaii went, as you'd expect. Vanderbilt just kind of rolled over oh, Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 63 to 10. That was not oh, wow. a very good game. Hawaii yeah. boys got some work to do, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, that was disappointing. Um, hey, and we made fun of the old uh, Florida A&M Rattlers uh, last week, but they, they, they put up a fight there. I'd say probably about halfway through the game, you know, it was, it was a little close, I'd say, but then North Carolina kind of pulled away there in the second half and, uh you know started playing the bench guys and everything but uh i thought florida a&m had a a quarterback that you know could throw it pretty well so that was kind of surprising but other than that yeah you nobody really missed much if if you didn't watch them (laughs) um this this week is really where the big boys will come out and we'll start seeing the ranked teams and uh we've got some rivalry games um so I thought let's let's go ahead and pick a game that we're looking forward to most. 
um, for this next week. It could be tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. And oh, how about I say we can't say any of our favorite teams. So BYU or Utah. Okay. Let's leave those guys out and then let's leave the big, big games. So Notre Dame, Ohio State. Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati, Arkansas, um, Oregon, Georgia. Yeah, let's leave like maybe the, the two team. The, if there are two teams that are ranked playing each other. Obviously, that's going to be a big game, and I think everyone's going to look forward to that. Yeah. So maybe let's try and find another one. It can be a ranked team, but if they have to be playing another team that's not ranked. Okay. Um, uh, do you want me to go first, um, or, or um, do you think you have one? I think I've got one. Okay. Um, just wait, right? Here, scroll back Tell up. me when. Oh, up? Yeah. Where? Yeah, stop. Okay, I'm going to take the the easy one out because me and you talked about it a, li- a little bit but um i'm i've just all the tiktoks and like information i've i've seen and heard about the the pittsburgh west virginia rivalry i mean it's you know pittsburgh's ranked obviously 17th but west virginia isn't i think i think that one's gonna be interesting i i i gonna pick that one just because um you know, there's some serious ties there. Um, yeah. The the video just released of uh, Pitt's quarterback, um, Slow Slovis. Is that how you say it? Yeah, uh, Keaton Slovis. Keaton Slovis. <laughs> you know, getting up and and saying "F West Virginia." <laughs> you know, I I think yeah. that's probably gonna piss some people off there, and I think it's gonna piss off the Virginia boys and. Um, Again, this is the first time these teams are meeting in eleven years, is what what that that uh, TikTok I saw said. Yeah, so I I think that's going to be a a a good game. I think it'll be a good rivalry. Uh, I think West Virginia will put up a fight against uh, Pittsburgh, and I'm excited to to kind of see what happened because I know Pittsburgh lost that uh, their star receiver to to USC. Right, he ran off and went to yeah. USC. Yeah. Uh, um, Jordan Addison, I think is his name. I've got it here. Yeah, Jordan oh, Addison. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think it's going to kind of be interesting to see where uh, Pittsburgh's at without him. Um, and again, I think it's just going to be a fun game to watch those those two. I know it's a, a big rivalry, so that's that's my prediction. I'm excited to watch that one. And then obviously, like you said, the, the big games we'll, we'll tune into and then the ones that we – obviously want to watch the BYU Utah games. Those are, those are going to be fun as well. Right. No, I'm glad you chose that game. Cause yeah, I think that one, there's been a lot of drama going around. They've got a name for this game. Uh, what's it, what's it called? The, the uh, backyard, the something. Yeah. The backyard brawl. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, Hey, they've got, you know, a pretty dope name tied to this, this game, this rivalry. So, Hey, I think that'll be a pretty fun one. So that's a uh, tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, September 1st at 5 p.m. on ESPN. So uh, if you need something to do Thursday night, check that one out. I think that one will be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Um, Let's see. And then, oh, yeah, Pittsburgh's ranked 17th. So, hey, maybe West Virginia can make some noise and dethrone a ranked team here. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Who am I going to choose here? 
You know, I think I got to go. Just kind of scrolling through the games here. What the, the, who, the Grambling versus Arkansas State? That looks like George's <laughs> logo. <laughs> what the heck is that? I've never even heard of Grambling. It looks like Green Bay's too. Yeah, it literally is like the same logo. Look at that. Here's Grambling. And then you've got George's. <laughs> It's just a different shade of red. Yeah, it's got a little like a yellow in there. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is insane! Copyright. Okay. Yeah, what is going on there? Yeah, oh, geez. Anyway, um, I think I'm gonna go with the one that I talked about a little earlier too with you is uh, NC State versus East Carolina. Ooh, yeah. Another kind of rivalry that, um, honestly, I wasn't too familiar with, uh, but apparently. There's some heated uh, blood between these two teams. Uh, kind of guess it makes sense. They're both kind of Carolina teams. Uh, NC State ranked 13th at the moment. We both kind of thought that was surprising. So very. I, I, I'm going to be interested to see how they perform, especially against uh, away in a hostile environment against a rival like East Carolina. And we'll we'll see if that number 13th ranked is valid or not so uh, i think that'll be kind of a fun game uh that's at 10 on saturday uh the september 3rd also on espn so uh if you need something to watch in the morning before kind of the bigger boys start showing up a little later in the day check that one out um but yeah i think i think that one might uh, might be a little more entertaining than some people might think yeah yeah that's that's gonna be a a, a great game and um Again, like you mentioned, you know, either me and you are going to be humbled with us talking crap about NC State, <laughs> you know, and, and they're right. going to come out and ball, you know, or we're going to be proven right. And, you know, maybe East Carolina goes in there and exposes them for who they really are. So that'll be a fun, fun one, too. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Uh, and then real quick, let's let's make predictions about the big games uh, for this weekend. So first one, first kind of big, big game, I'd say, is going to be number three, Georgia, against number 11, Oregon. Oregon traveling to Georgia on ABC at 1.30 on Saturday. Who are you picking for this game? Oh, I'm going Georgia. I'm going Georgia. I think I don't even think it'll be close. Oh, um, really? Nah, yeah, I don't think it'll be close. I think Georgia, I mean in georgia nonetheless you know like i think if it was in you know oregon i think it'd be a little bit different but oh i I just think it's it's gonna be i think georgia's just gonna take over i think they're gonna run the show so that's my prediction okay well yeah that's hard to argue that i mean georgia's you know sec it's just a whole nother ball game there um I agree. I think if it was in Oregon, it'd probably be a little closer. But yeah. uh, Oregon does have a new head coach, uh, Dan Lanning, former defensive coordinator of the Georgia Bulldogs. So kind of a little rivalry. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, a little revenge game almost here. Um, so that kind of adds some spice to this. But I don't see Oregon win it. I still think Georgia is gonna gonna win the win this game. Yeah, I mean, typically I feel like it takes maybe a year or two for a new head coach to kind of 
get his players going yeah to you know get the system comfortable with everyone so i think just because it is a first year i think it might take a little more time uh before oregon maybe uh starts performing to dan lanning's uh expectations so yeah i think uh they need a little more time before they start uh yeah, competing with the Georges of college football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's find this next uh, big boy here. Let's do Arkansas-Cincinnati. I think that's kind of a, a – would you would you say that's a big boy? I mean, two ranked teams here. Yeah, yeah. And I, they're a little closer. So, so yeah, it's number 23 Cincinnati at number 19 Arkansas. I can go first on this one. Okay. Um, Cincinnati, this is the first year without their quarterback who got drafted. Um, dang it, slipping my Ad- mind. Atlanta, I think. Yeah, drafted by Atlanta. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Yep. Uh, lost their star corner as well, Sauce Gardner, to the Jets. So they lost a lot of talent. The other corner as well. Yeah, right? their other corner. There's. Oh no, their tight end was Nevada. Uh, sorry, never mind. Uh, receiver is who I meant. Uh, who got drafted by the Colts? So yeah, a lot of talent kind of left, which kind of almost surprises me that they're still ranked even after losing that talent. So they must still have some some boys on there. Um, man, this one's but, a little bit tougher since they're close. Yeah, they're a little close and. I don't know. A lot of people are high in Arkansas and I know they had a good year last year, but they did lose uh, Traylon Burks to the draft as well to uh, yeah. Tennessee Titans. I, I think I'm still going Arkansas, um, but yeah, I think this one might be pretty close, uh, but I think Arkansas didn't lose as much talent as Cincinnati. And so I think that's ultimately going to be what helps them uh, end up winning this game uh what do you think yeah i I mean i think you said it perfectly i think it's going to come down to to the talent lost um with how much talent cincinnati lost in the draft i think it's just gonna you know affect them in in a lot more ways than it is arkansas um but again it'll be a, a a fun game uh like you said they're a little bit closer in the rankings so so I think that'll be a, a fun one to watch because there really could be an upset. Like I could see, you know, it happening if they if they have Cincinnati up as high as they well, I mean they're not crazy high, but if they've got them up there, I could I could see them making some noise. So that's definitely a game worth uh, tuning into for sure. Yeah, that's another one thirty game on Saturday on ESPN. Um, I like their coach too at Cincinnati, so I think that'll also yeah. help. Uh, he. Uh, he seems to know what he's doing. He always kind of, they're always competitive. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do first year without uh, their star quarterback, Desmond Reader. Let's predict this um, Utah Florida game, because this is quite the game. Uh, I know Florida is not ranked, but they are an sec opponent and they're, they're always pretty tough, especially at the beginning of the year. I feel like they always kind of start, hot and then they kind of this <laughs> simmer down there towards the end but this is a, a great game that you chose i'm glad you chose this one for sure yeah because i mean utah traveling quite far you know that's a that's quite the distance and it's never easy playing at the swamp in florida yeah. um utah ranked very high number seven right now uh 
went to the Rose Bowl last year. They pretty much bringing back everybody. They only lost their star linebacker. Um, Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd. Yeah, Devin Lloyd, right? Uh, Lloyd or White, something like that. Yeah, I believe it's Lloyd to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a really good player, but um, I'm, that's really it. I'll let you go first on this one. Who, who do you think's coming out of the win at the oh, swamp? Man, I think I might be. I think I might be uh, eating my words. Is this a Saturday game? This is a Saturday. Yeah, game. this is a Saturday night at five. At five, yeah. I think I think I'll be eating my words next pod, but I'm gonna go with Florida. Wow. I think I think everything that you had mentioned is is spot on. I think Florida every year just comes out guns a blazing, and then towards the end of the season, you get the real Florida. Um, but again, I think I think they come out real hot. It's down in the swamp, like you said, Florida's a tough place to play. Like those fans yeah. go hard, they go crazy. Um, so I, I'm going with a bold upset there. I think Florida takes Utah at home. Um, real close though. I think it'll be a close game. I think it come down to like a field goal or something. Yeah. Um, but again, I could be eating my words, but that's my that's my bold upset alert for sure. Dang. Okay. No, I like it. I want to pick the same, but I don't know if I can. I just I just don't know if Florida is going to be any good this year. <laughs> um, honestly, if this game was in Utah, I think it would. Oh yeah, Utah would probably. Oh yeah, smash them. But oh since, yeah, since absolutely. Florida, I think uh, it's going to be a lot closer, only because of the environment and yeah. you know and you know, those Florida fans are going to get that place bumping for the season opener, especially against a highly ranked Utah team. It's still so early too. And you already know, it's like going to be like 106 degrees in Florida. (laughs) Like Utah's conditioning is going to be tested to no limits. It's very humid there. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be tough. I think I'm still going Utah, though. I think they've got a really good team. That's fair. They're bringing back a lot of their players. Um, I think defensively is really where they're going to be super good. And I just don't know if that offense is going to have enough firepower to to make things happen um, against this Utah defense. And Utah put up a, a really good fight against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl last year. Um, and I know Ohio State was at, you know, a lot of their players weren't playing because they were all getting ready for the draft. But still, I think all that Ohio State team was really good, a lot better than this Florida team is. So, yeah, I think Utah. Yeah, I think I think I think they might go in there and su- and surprise some people. So I'm very excited for that game. That one's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So stay tuned for that. I think that's a fair guess. I think I might be might be uh, biting my tongue towards the end of that, but I no, I I like it'll your still pick. Be a good game. Go, go I think it'll still be, yeah, you know, respect I, to the Florida fans. Yeah, <laughs> I think it it'll definitely absolutely be a game to to tune into. You know, like Florida's they're always hard to you know they're always hard to count out, but yeah. for sure it will definitely be a a game worth tuning into for sure. Yep, yep. Um, and then now for my upset of the week, 
I'm picking Utah State over Alabama. <laughs> good call. Good call. All right, all right. No, I'm just kidding. That is not going to be a primetime game. Yeah, we won't even talk about that one. Um, I think probably last one here is Notre Dame at number two, Ohio State. Notre Dame is ranked fifth. Um, I guess I'll go first on this one. Dudes, I think this Ohio State team is going to be really good. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, I mean, they've got the quarterback, CJ Stroud. I think this guy is probably going to be the best quarterback Ohio State has ever seen. Uh, and then they, they're really bringing back a lot of their weapons. Uh, what, Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? Is that, that his name? The receiver, yeah. really good player. He's going to be a high, highly drafted uh, pick. Uh, defensively, they were good last year, and I honestly think they'll just be even better this year. Um, that's really where they lacked last year. So I think they really went hard there on defense, and I think they'll be uh, even better on that side of the ball. Uh, and then, no, again, Notre Dame, new head coach. Uh, so, again, I think they're going to be kind of in that transition period. And like we were saying earlier, I think Notre Dame always seems to be um, rated higher than they probably should be. Just maybe because of name brand, but Hey, we'll see. Maybe they can go on there and, and prove me wrong, but uh, especially at Ohio state, again, that place is going to be uh, bumping and, and a very hard place to play. So yeah, give me Ohio state. So I'm kind of lame. I'm just picking all the, probably the favorites, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. I, I think everything that you said is um, spot on. I think, you know, Ohio state, um, bringing bringing back uh cj like dude's just a dog and he's obviously gonna prove that he's he's um worthy of of you know being projected so high in the draft um they're bringing back a lot of talent you had mentioned notre dame's um first year with this new head coach i think like you said i mean it takes a little bit to kind of finally establish yourself you know in the locker room with the guys um so again, I just think Notre Dame is always a little ranked a little bit higher than they actually are. Um, I think they'll be good, but I don't think, you know, I don't think they'll be worthy of five, but yeah. Um, again, I'm taking Ohio state, um, especially in Ohio, those you had mentioned that as well. Those fans are just going to be rocking, especially first game of the season. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be full to the brim. So oh, that's definitely going to be going to be a fun one. But yeah, who yeah. do you who do you think? Because I I did my bold prediction on who's gonna get upsetted. We need one from you. You think there'll be an upset at all in this first week? Um, just by any ranked team, or any by... ranked team. Yeah, even if it's twenty fifth BYU. Do you think there's any upset? Yeah, let's see here. Just because mine was pretty bold, so we got to see if you have one. Right, right. No, I like it. Um, just kind of scrolling through here. Uh, I like if I were to pick one, it'd probably be East Carolina upsetting NC State. I, I know I mentioned say, that yeah. earlier. Another one that I might wouldn't be surprised about is number four Clemson going down to Georgia Tech on Monday night. Man, September that's big 5th. too. That's big. <laughs> All right. 
I would not be surprised. Like we were saying, uh, Georgia Tech always kind of steps up their game when they play Clemson and Monday night game. I think they'll be they'll be ready to go, just uh, chomping at the bit, ready to kind of take on this Clemson team. And I know Clemson really underperformed last year, so I just don't know if I'm ready to believe that they're like all the way back yet. But uh, that'll be an interesting one to watch too. Monday night, uh, Labor Day, so. Check that one out for sure. Yeah, I like, that's that's I, what I would go. I like those answers. I think those all are right. two very solid answers for all sure. All right, all right. Yeah, so be on the lookout for some of those. And hey, well, let's see if our upsets are right. I mean, that that'll be fun to keep track of. All right, uh, we will continue here with uh, some more college football talk. Uh, kind of a little fun little segment that we thought of to kind of keep us engaged with maybe some some other draft eligible players that might be coming out uh coming into the draft this next year we're calling this segment the our boy segment um b-o-i baby uh (laughs) that's right the correct spelling yeah that is right um so i have pulled up Pro Football Focus's top 25 um, kind of NFL draft big board currently. Uh, obviously, these things move up and down as the college season goes on. So if a, one of these players, you know, kind of has a poor season, they're going to go down this list. But I think for the most part, a lot of these guys are pretty well known and pretty high up on a lot of people's like draft boards. So I wanted to pick one offensive player and one defensive player uh, each. And then we are going to follow this player throughout the whole college football season. And we'll probably kind of come back to them maybe throughout the, throughout the season and and just kind of follow up and see how they're doing on the podcast. And then I wanted us to make a prediction. Um, Sorry, are we making are we making predictions throughout the year if if we think their draft stock's going up or down? Is that kind of what we thought? Yeah, I think we should do that. Where okay. we just kind of you know predict on if it, their draft stock goes up or down throughout yeah. their performance. Okay. Yeah. So maybe throughout the the year during some you know some some of the pods we'll touch up on our guys, our boys that we've been following, and see if we think their draft stock has been falling or uh climbing um and then at the end of the season we can kind of see where we think they'll they're at and uh if they end up getting drafted high or not so and then these are some guys that you guys can can kind of follow along with too be on the lookout for um yeah unless something crazy happens a lot of these guys are going to be pretty high draft picks um so you can kind of be on the lookout for that as well if they end up getting drafted or not. Um, I can start. So I'll pick my offensive player. I wanted to avoid Bryce Young yeah. and CJ yep. Stroud just because yeah. we all know them and they're going to be completely fair. <laughs> probably the top two picks in the draft. So I don't think we need to be following them. I think we kind of all know what to expect with those guys. They're going to be very good. Um, so let me see who else do we got on here that I could pick. 
Uh, there's a lot of defensive players. They are. Uh, first offensive player that's on this list that's not C.J. Stroud or um, Bryce. Uh, Bryce Young is Kayshawn Boutte from LSU. Booty. <laughs> booty. Kayshawn <laughs> Booty. Kayshawn Booty. <laughs> He's six foot 205 from LSU, wide receiver. Um, and... Is the he, he's seventh over ring. Jackson Smith? N- n- <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Smith, <laughs> um, apparently, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. Um, I I know he was a really good player. I believe he got hurt. He's a junior right now. I want to say he got hurt, and so we haven't. And LSU was really bad last year, so we really haven't heard much <laughs> from him. Um, but yeah, apparently this guy's pretty dang good. Um, and he's the seventh ranked prospects, you know, all together, offense, defense on pro football focus right now. So, uh, he's an option. Uh, let's see who else we got on here. We do have Jackson Smith and Jigma as well. There you go. He's the 10th ranked prospect. Um, yeah, we all kind of know him. Uh, we got Michael Meyer. Uh, the 13th ranked prospect, <laughs> isn't that like the name of a freaking horror guy or something? <laughs> Michael Myers, Michael Myers. <laughs> from Halloween heck? or whatever. <laughs> Who named this child? Man? Poor guy, <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, 6'4, 265, uh, Notre Dame tight end. Uh, so, uh, we got the first tight end here on the board. Ooh, and our first. Tackle Peter Skoronsky uh, from Northwestern, 14th ranked prospect. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know he's been highly rated as well. 6'4, 315. Lame. Um, <laughs> the, the boy is not interested in linemen. I am not. I'm hey, sorry. I linemen feel for you guys. Defensive linemen out there. I love you guys. You do I... all the hard work, but man, your job is boring. <laughs> so boring. I feel for you linemen out there. I'm 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 here for you guys. That's because he got fed. <laughs> I'm like a lineman size now, so that's why I gotta I gotta start uh hitting up Loving my, my lineman friends. Yeah, that's right. Um but somebody that I've been interested in ever since thinking about this segment is Tanner McKee. Quarterback Whoa. from Stanford. Yeah, 6'6", 230. Big, Whoa, big kid. that's a big dude. Yeah, man. big boy. The um, the predecessor to the Texas, Houston Texans quarterback. Um, remind me his name again? Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, the predecessor here to Davis Mills. Um, yeah. I mean, this guy just is intangible, stand out. But yeah, I I don't know. This guy, he might be pretty good. And I mean, the third quarterback on Pro Football Focus's ranks here, uh, that's kind of intriguing. Man, he sounds freaking intense. <laughs> I got to admit, reading his information, yeah. he sounds like a dog. Reading some, yeah, reading some stuff. I, I could see him being like the, because you always, you've got like a weird little like tickle for it. Like, 
I remember Justin Herbert coming out and you were like, this dude, he's going to be special. And I was like, what the? <laughs> who's, who's Justin Herbert? Yeah, yeah. I remember you you were high on him. You wanted the why the commanders to get him, and I was like, what the sure who is that? Did, sure it. enough, he's tearing it up. <laughs> so I could yeah, see him being another type beast. of Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez, he, he looks like he should be. I mean, big, strong. Let's let's roll with that. I think I'm going to pick my Tanner McKee. Let's see how this third quarterback behind, you know, kind of the top two guys does this year. And if he can maybe rise up the board and become a pretty high draft pick. I think, you know, if he were to get drafted now, I don't think he'd be super high. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's got room to grow. So uh, let's see how he does this year and if he can put it together. Uh, hopefully I can find enough Stanford games on, on television to, you know, kind of keep track of how he's doing, but, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll kind of follow him and, and see, see what Tanner does for Stanford this year. I like um, that. All right. All right. Uh, who are you going to pick for your offensive player? Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, scroll up let's see what kind of options yeah we got a lot of defensive guys on here so if you need me to go over to the next section i can the maybe the top 50 (laughs) uh pff uh prospects let's see if there's anybody good on here boy these all are good all these guys are good (laughs) (laughs) maybe go to the go to the next page yeah yeah just because we have I a mean, few down here at the end, too. We've got another receiver, Quentin Johnston, ooh, TCU. Mm, let me read up about him. 6'4", 215, big oh, kid. Uh, the 21st ranked pro football focus prospect. I like that one. Give yeah? Quentin. Yeah, you want to do this guy? Uh, I want Quentin Johnston. Okay. okay. He, he looks like a... He's Let's a go. junior going into his junior year. So yeah. maybe I'll have some tape that I can go watch on him. Right. Um, See if he's the next. I want to say guy. I've heard of him. I want to say I've, I've heard of him. Uh, yeah. And it's like a big kind of contested catch kind of guy. Yeah. Go get but, those 50, 50 balls up there. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big kid and he'd be the um, third receiver off the board. If oh, wow. Going really? off these After rankings. Jackson. After Jackson Smith and Jigma, and then the LSU Kayshawn Booty, um, so <laughs> Booty, Booty. <laughs> so those are some big names that uh, you know he's um, behind. So yeah, maybe he can overpass one of these guys. I don't know. We'll have to see. And I, I like that one. Receiver is such a big uh, position nowadays. So oh, huge. Um, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of teams are going to be checking out Quinton Johnston from TCU and, and see uh, where they can pick him up in the next year's draft. Uh, I'll let you pick first this time for defense. Um, anybody on this defensive side that you yeah. want to follow? I will say let's pass on Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. I think he's okay. probably a guaranteed top three pick this year <laughs> he's a beast so and i think a lot of people know him yeah, uh, but cool. anybody else that uh you, you're interested in i had somebody down there at the very bottom oh yeah should i just scroll down yeah that i was interested in uh stop yeah eli ricks Ooh, okay i'm i'm a 
I'm an ex cornerback, so I think I'd better go with with somebody I can relate to. Okay, yeah. Um, Eli okay. Ricks, the the six two one ninety junior, um, playing for Alabama. He's twenty third on this list. Yeah. Um, I like I like cornerbacks, so I think you know, obviously playing it, I I enjoyed it. So I think that's I think that's my move. I think I want to watch him and see what he's got. Okay, yeah, I like that. Uh, he is the, I believe, fourth ranked cornerback on this list. Oh, there you um, go. He's down there a little ways. Yeah. So, but I, again, Alabama. You know, he's he's probably pretty good if he's playing for Alabama. So, and I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of yeah shoots up the board a little bit too. I like that pick. Um, oh, it looks like he just transferred to Alabama too. Oh, did he really? Uh, yeah, played two oh, okay. seasons in LSU. So there you go. Wow, eighty-four point six coverage grade. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Jeez. Okay. All right. Um. So be on the lookout there for Eli Ricks from Alabama, cornerback. Let's see who I got. Let's Eli see. Eli Dicks. <laughs> Eli's Dicks. <laughs> Eli's Dicks. <laughs> Look out for Eli's Dicks. They're coming. <laughs> Dangerous. 84% defensive coverage. That's right. That's right. Jeez. I guess I should write down what position these boys play so we don't forget. Yeah, I'm um, taking a picture of them. Yeah, oh, that's smart. Um Okay, I've got my guys here, writing these down. Okay, well, since you were a former corner, I was a former defensive end. There you uh, go. I feel like I should go with a defensive end here. I do like me some corners too, but uh, no, we'll mix it up. Um, You know, uh, so we've got... Miles Murphy, he's the second ranked kind of edge player on this list. Uh, junior out of Clemson, the fifth ranked prospect altogether, 6'5, 275. That's a big boy. Yeah, he's a big kid. And I think that Clemson D is going to be pretty good. They've got a couple of guys on this list here. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like that's kind of vanilla. You know, I think Clemson's D is always pretty solid. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go. Yeah. How about that? So we go Andre, Andre Carter the second. I like that. <laughs> okay. Huge guy. 6'7, 260. Holy senior <laughs> out of a uh, freaking army. Jeez. Uh yeah, big old kid here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Senior season. So yeah, he's got a lot of tape here. Um Oh, yeah, look at that. The little stat here from Pro Football Focus. Aiden Hutchinson, uh, high pick in last year's draft to the Lions, and Andre Carter, the second, this Army player, the two men tied for the highest pass rushing grade in the country last season. Wow. Jeez, okay, this guy knows how to get to the quarterback, it seems I like. I promise so. you nobody knew that. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it here first from uh, coaching from the Cavs. That's right. <laughs> um, so, hey, if he can keep up that production from last year, I don't see there's any reason why he couldn't be a pretty high pick uh, in this next year's draft. So let's do it. I mean, Army, they might be a little hard to watch. Uh all their games aren't always on TV, but um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's tape. I mean, he's a senior, so we can we could grind some tape and then uh, 
yeah, look up his stats and see how he does this year. So be on the lookout for Andre Carter the second. I believe he's the third ranked uh kind of edge prospect right now on from Pro Football Focus. So that's still pretty high, you know, especially when you've got Will Anderson who's, you know, a beast. Uh and uh, you know, a player from Clemson. So he's in good company, especially just from coming from you know, army. army. <laughs> you don't really hear much about so. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. I'm excited. I'm excited to follow this guy and, and see uh, what he does. Um, and then, yeah, again, we'll just kind of periodically touch up on how our, how our boys have been doing our and boys. how we think uh, their, their draft stocks going this year. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout uh, for all these guys that we mentioned. All righty. Well, now is time for some NFL talk. Uh, we are going to continue our must or Meno segment in just a few minutes. Our second to last T uh, division. Uh, We've come a long about. way. We really have. We've grinded these divisions, these teams, these rosters, these head coaches, and we are just ready to see how they go, how they do going out there and performing and how our predictions end up you know, playing out because we kind of predicted how each division is going to kind of play out. So I'm excited. Um, And it's kind of perfect timing because uh, the division that we're talking about is the NFC West. And there was some news coming out of the NFC West uh, this week. Uh, The 49ers ended up re-signing Jimmy Garoppolo uh, to another contract. I believe it's just a one year. Yeah, just a year. But um kind of a surprise uh this whole off season we've been hearing how they're gonna either trade him or eventually cut him and it was really just kind of a guarantee at that point is what it seemed like but uh then all of a sudden they just re-signed him and i think it caught everybody off guard but what what are your thoughts i mean uh why why'd they re-sign him do you think yeah I think, well, first of all, it's a huge W for the 49ers. I mean, come on now. Like, I mean, we haven't seen much of Trey Lance and, you know, we're obviously pretty high. A lot of people are high on him. And so we're, so is the whole entire 49ers franchise. Um, But I mean, anything can happen. So if he trots out there and ends up being a bust, they keep Jimmy G and know what they're going to get out of him. Right. I mean, he led them to a, super deep playoff push i mean a way deeper playoff push than anybody thought that the 49ers were gonna do last year well they led them to the super bowl um not yeah not too long a couple years ago yeah but right they made the super bowl didn't they yeah weren't they in the super bowl one year (laughs) yeah it was wasn't it just a couple years ago or, or against the he, Chiefs. Or has he only made it to the... No, they made it to the Super Bowl, remember? Because there's that video of um, George Kittle saying, I will be back. I will be back with vengeance. You remember that? It was against the Chiefs, and it was when the Chiefs... Yeah, it wasn't... It was a couple years ago. Okay. But, I mean, anyway, that oh, was yeah, kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> that was a... a 
dumb moment between the two of us. <laughs> but I mean, they know what Jimmy G is and they know what they're going to get out of him. So to, to be able to keep him around for at least a year, I think is huge for the 49ers as a franchise. Um, again, a lot rides on, on Trey Lance and, and I, I think he's obviously going to be the future, but I think it's, it's good to have Jimmy G to kind of fall back on, um, as a just in case, you know, say Trey, you know, needs a couple more years to learn or, you know, he gets hurt. Like, you know what Jimmy G is and what you're going to get. And I mean, for Jimmy, he's not really out of his comfort zone to be completely honest. I mean, he rode behind the greatest quarterback to ever walk the face of the planet, Tom Brady for years there in, in new England. So, I mean, really he's, he's going back to where he's, at home, <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> he rode back up for all those years for freaking Tom. So, I mean, I don't really feel like he's too much out of his comfort zone, but again, he's a good quarterback and I'm honestly shocked that no, it didn't really seem like any other team was that eager to go get him when, you know, he's proven himself. He can, he can lead a team. He's not great. He's not flashy, but you know, he gets the job done. He's he's kind of like a, a little fancier version of Alex Smith. I feel like, you know, like he, you know what you're going to get out of him and he's proven success, but he's just not that kind of franchise guy. Yeah. Um, but again, just shocked that no other team was eager to go get him. Right. And that the 49ers were like, hey, like, you know, we'll keep you for another year if you're down. And, you know, it just ended up working out. But th that's kind of where my thoughts were. I was just, I was shocked because he's really worthy of a starting job. But, you know, he, he kind of settled down in that, in that backup role, um, the backup tray. But again, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I have no idea, but that's what I thought. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I think the I believe he, Jimmy had so, shoulder surgery, right? Um, and I think that might have uh, kind of worried some teams. So maybe that's why there was a little delay in trading for him. But I mean, even just looking here, he doesn't have any injury designation next to him. Um, so I don't think it was anything super bad or anything. Um, so yeah kind of kind of surprising yeah no one took a sh took a chance on him does this worry you about Trey Lance at all uh especially the timing kind of right before the season do you think the this is the 49ers saying "Ooh, we do not like what we've seen so far with Trey Lance uh Jimmy you sure you don't want to come back and uh <laughs> you'll probably end up be playing some of these games because we can't trust Trey quite yet <laughs> yeah I mean it it brings up a great point i mean i've never really thought about it that way i mean honestly maybe they aren't imp impressed with what they've seen from trey um i mean if you take what kansas city did with um mahomes you know he, he's kind of sat underneath alex for a little bit i i don't know exactly how long it was just um, a year i believe was it just a year yeah wow just one year and then the next year they traded him and yeah um, he, he i started. mean maybe that's maybe that's kind of what they're expecting from Trey, but Trey came out pretty young, right? Like he was yeah. young when he got drafted. So, I mean, maybe they just aren't 
you know, maybe he just needs to learn a little bit more, learn a little more of the offense and also how defensive, you know, schemes work. Um, I could see that being a legitimate option, but if that were the case, I feel like they would have Jimmy G starting over Trey and just let, you know, let Trey continue to learn. But I mean, the fact that, that, um, you know, uh, the 49ers, uh, head coach, uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. The fact that Kyle's gotten up and, and said like, we're riding with Trey, like Trey's our guy. You know, I, I think that just is proof that, you know, they're, they're really ride or ride or die on Trey, which is confusing with Jimmy G, you know, like what was the, I don't know what the thinking was there. I don't know if they're worried about what they've seen from Trey or, or what, but uh, what do you think? Do you think that that's why they kept Jimmy G? Cause they're not impressed. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, he hasn't been shocking in preseason, to be honest. I mean, no. it's not, nothing like, holy cow, like he is the guy. Right. I mean, some of these rookies have looked a little better than he has. Yeah. So it's kind of been discouraging because, yeah, I, I was very high on Trey coming out. Um, but, yeah, you know, and maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it is a kind of a good situation for the 49ers. I could see him maybe – saying, okay, Trey's going to start. We, we, you know, we got to get him at least some game action. Um, so we'll throw him out there to start the season. Maybe he'll play one or two games. And depending on how he does, if he struggles, I could see him being like, oh, hey, uh, Jimmy's still not quite ready because of his shoulder. Um, but then maybe after those few games, they'll throw Jimmy back out there or if Trey does well, um, yeah, he'll just go out there and kill it. And Jimmy's, you've, you've got a really good backup who can, who's there in case anything else goes wrong. Uh, but something that uh, kind of, I was listening to on the Pat McAfee show, a good uh, kind of podcasting show that I highly recommend, but they were saying, what this does to the locker room, you know, does this create or cause doubt to these players? Cause you know, and the second anything goes wrong with Trey Lance or the second uh, they don't perform like they're supposed to, uh, you know, does the, are the starters going to be like, Hey, like, what are we doing? We've got a guy who's led us to, you know, the Super Bowl before and Jimmy Garoppolo, why don't we just throw him out there? Like, what are we doing with this? Trey Lance guy, you know, that's get, yeah, get Jimmy out there and let you know, let's do this thing. So that's, you know, a, that's a great point. Yeah, you know, maybe it causes kind of some some doubt within their own their own teammates and things. So that I mean that could be a, a negative thing as well. Like if Trey ends up not having success, like that could seriously hurt them by keeping Jimmy because then that thought process could come up of, right. Like, we were winning with Jimmy and now you, right. <laughs> you know, you, right. you pitched his butt to the back of the bus and right. now we're losing. So, <laughs> I mean, it really could be a negative too. Like, I don't right. know. It's a strange situation. Yeah, it, it really is. That's why I'm like, if I'm the 49ers and I don't like what I'm seeing from Trey Lance, Oh man, it's so tough because you want to you want to get him out there to, just to get him some experience. But 
if you really don't think he's ready, then I think you got to get Jimmy out there to start the season and just try and develop Trey some more uh, the best you can and maybe hope that next year is his year. Um, you know, maybe he just needs another year to, to sit and learn, but he he is young. I mean, he's still, yeah. he's a dang young kid. So it's right. And raw, you know, didn't have a ton of um, experience in college, only played in the FCS. So it doesn't really have kind of the big boy <laughs> uh, experience. Um, but, you know, again, the only way to kind of get that experience is by playing it. So it's true. It's, a, you know, it's a very difficult situation they're in. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing um, and where, you know, how their season ends up. Um, and maybe we can talk about, we'll talk about their season once we kind of hit it, once we get to their team with Maso Manos. But definitely something to keep an eye out for. And uh, yeah, just a very, very kind of bizarre situation there, uh, especially for a team that was, you know, really good. Uh, we went to the uh, NFC Championship game uh, last year. So it's, you know, they're a good team. Um, and the team that beat them in the NFC Championship game their own division rivals, the Los Angeles Rams, who we will get to, I'm sure, eventually here on our Masomeno segment of the NFC West. But um, let's get into it with our this segment here. Who do we think is finishing last in this division? I think it is clear as clear can be. It is clear as day that it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> when you've got... Geno Smith (laughs) you know it's gonna be a bad year yes yes I'm sorry Seahawks fans it is not looking good um I agree (laughs) yeah when I mean even if Geno goes down guess who they got Drew Locke (laughs) (laughs) Drew Trash Locke yeah so it's not like there's some young pup waiting in the you know in the shadows (laughs) getting ready to go it's Drew, who we kind of know who he is. So. Yeah, we already know what Drew has to offer. And if Drew goes down, I mean, they don't even got a third quarterback. <laughs> They're right. going to be throwing DK back there to throw some balls. <laughs> right? Yeah, throw some bombs. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a rebuild process for the, for the Seahawks. Um, and... Uh, I mean, I can I can talk about their uh, their floor first. Um, for sure, is is last in the division. I think I think that's pretty clear. Um, and again, I could see problems with uh, Gino, and I could honestly see both quarterbacks um, getting getting playing time. I could see him doing some switch switching around. You know, I could see Gino struggling, and then them trying to throw Drew in there, and Drew having a hard time as well. So. Yeah, I I could see that um coming up, but yeah, just uh, floor. I could, I mean, they've got enough talent where I think they'll win um a few games. I think it'll be pretty rough though. Um, I can I can see like, you no, know, like four or five maybe. Yeah, that seems like a good man. I think that's a, a, here's their schedule. Okay. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's uh, some 
there's some winnable ones you know they've got New they've got York. a good division too so that they do hard. yeah they've got detroit on there atlanta and there's yeah there's maybe some, the saints yeah maybe the saints yeah i could see carolina you know, four or five they could sneak a couple in there you know maybe surprise surprise us but um yeah four or five main main concern quarterback obviously they've got the um weapons still you know when you've got dk and tyler like you know they're they're good got good players they went and got the noah a fant from denver with the whole russell wilson trade right uh, which also um adds to their their floor that missing russell's gonna oh, that's gonna hurt you know like yeah when, when he's he's just so good that it'll be hard and you know the defensive side of the ball i don't think they were great last year anyway um so again i think i think they're they're just gonna struggle i think they're gonna have a hard time they still you know still got some some weapons on on defense you know they've got jamal adams and and you know they've got some some guys there um i remember uh cody barton he's pretty good um but yeah it's just just hard. I think they're going to really struggle for sure. So that's that's kind of what my thoughts are on the floor. I don't know if you've got anything to add. No, yeah, I totally agree there. Uh, yeah, I think pretty high pick is probably in store for him this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I could see him kind of rebuilding some of these uh, positions. You know, they got Charles Cross first round i believe their left tackle who's looking really good um and so you know he's a he's a young player to kind of build up that line they've got the receivers and tyler lockett dk metcalf like you're saying they pick up a kenneth walker young rookie running back out of uh, michigan i believe um michigan state um so yeah you could tell you know they're trying to maybe just kind of retool a little bit, build around the edges and then maybe uh, they'll be in position to get a a really good quarterback, either draft or trade for one. So I could see him. Yeah. Kind of trying to go that route. Um, But yeah, very, very interesting of them to try and do that with, especially with Pete Carroll being so old and, you know, who knows how much longer uh, he's going to be wanting to coach. I can touch on their moss though, their ceiling. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know if their ceiling is any much higher than their floor. Um, <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just not a ton of potential here. Um maybe you know, Drew is the guy, boy. Maybe uh, Drew is the guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe Drew's a little more comfortable with the system. Um, but yeah. he's not he's not the starter right now, you know. So yeah, you know, he'd have to, Gino would have to get benched and, you know, I feel We've like. seen it before. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe that's how they unlock their floor is, or their, their, their moss, their ceiling is if Drew gets in there somehow and ends up playing decent um, and the weapons around him end up uh, helping him out a lot. But even then, their schedule is looking pretty tough. I mean, they've got the Chargers on there. They've got the Chiefs, I believe. I mean, again, they've got Rams, uh, 49ers, Cardinals. Denver. 
um is is denver on there oh yeah, yeah denver oh geez yeah tampa bay's on there so rams yeah uh, the, the uh what the the raiders sorry. yeah the raiders <laughs> no no yeah the raiders so their schedule's tough so yeah, I could see him. Yeah, again, maybe six, uh, seven, maybe. Um, but yeah, again, that's probably their mass. There's just not an, enough at the quarterback position. I, I, I to to kind of beat a lot of these really good teams that that they have on their schedule. And like, yeah, like you said, defensively, I think they 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 still have some room to improve. And that's going to bring their 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 uh, their floor or their ceiling down a little bit as well, because it's not like they can re- sit and just rely on that defense to kind of go out and shut down teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of a tough tough year in store here for the Seahawks. I could see him maybe finishing third in the division uh, if kind of the the. The whole QB situation in San Francisco kind of goes south, and uh, and those games are always really, really tough games. Uh, really, all those division games, they always play each other really tight. So maybe they can pull out a few wins against some some of their division opponents, but um, I don't see them going any higher than third in their in their own division. Yeah, this is a good division. It'll be. Yeah, they've got some good teams for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, who do we think is finishing third in this division? Oh, I think it's the 49ers. I think I think that's a fair place to put them. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I can kind of talk about their floor, their manos here. Yeah. Um, again, I think it's probably going to come down to that quarterback position and kind of who ends up kind of starting yeah i think their floor their main is, is going to be a lot higher with jimmy just because we kind of know who he is and he's a, he's a good floor quarterback that is true yeah that's um good but if trey ends up starting a lot of games i think their floor is going to come down just because we're, we're he, you know he's still young and still learning so they got a ton of talent though around them uh, i don't think you need to be worried about that you know Debo samuel is back Elijah Elijah Mitchell at running back, um, and Brandon Ayuk who's still there. George Kittle, of course, and then again when you've got uh, Trent Williams on the offensive line, you know, and Mike McGlinchey's really good as well on the other side. You're going to be, you know, stout on the line, and defensively, I think uh, they'll be really good. You still have got Nick Bosa, who again after another year coming off that ACL, I think that'll help. And then Eric Armstead as well, who's really good at Javon Kinlaw. So just a really good defensive line. Um, I, the, the secondary was kind of where the issues were last year. I'm not really sure what they did to improve it. Let's last year, let's see. Um, they got like Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, he's been there. So, I mean, I don't know if he's really moving the needle much on the defensive end. Jimmy Ward is on IR right now. Uh, he's a good player, but I he don't know what's good. what's he's 
not sure what he's injured for. So who knows? Oh, it looks like hamstring. So he he'll be back, uh, I'm sure. And then you still got um the the linebacker too, Fred. Uh, yeah, Fred Warner is you know one of the best in the league. So you know they've got some solid pieces there on the on defense. Um, so I'd probably say I could definitely see him finishing last in the in the division. Again, if uh, the quarterback position is kind of what causes a lot of issues for him, and maybe they they just stick with Trey Lance no matter what because they want to get him that experience, and he yeah. just ends up losing them some games. Um, but uh, just pe- peeking at their schedule real quick, um, I could see him winning. Yeah, probably uh, like yeah. four, four or five games i'd probably the same as the seahawks i'd say four five six maybe um yeah i'd probably put that in there they got some winnable ones uh, you know chicago carolina atlanta so uh washington (laughs) washington yeah (laughs) fortunately um you know seattle they could probably win one or two of those so yeah i'd probably say that for their floor uh, probably maybe a top 10 pick I could see, but not top five. Definitely not top five, I don't think. What do, what do you think? Yeah am, I, yeah. am I off my rocker? No, no, I think I think I could I could see that. Um again, I think I'll it's gonna come down so much to the to the quarterback play, you know, like I think it'll come down to if um trey gets in there and struggles like do you know they have the balls to to sit him down you know and and put jimmy g in or you know are they gonna be like no he's our ride or die like we're here to you know he's gonna learn and just kind of grow from that so i think again it'll be it's a serious question mark that's um getting you know put on the entire franchise um and again with them signing jimmy g back maybe that is the case maybe it is what we'll see um you know maybe they're like "Mm, you know you need to sit and learn a little bit more then you know maybe they plug in jimmy g and have him do what he does but again i think it's even gonna affect their uh their moss um and their ceiling which i can kind of touch on a little bit yeah Um, but it's that's literally like everything this, you know, the, the, every question mark on this team is, is what are they going to do with the quarterback position? Like yeah, a talent wise, like nothing much has really changed. You know, they were able to keep uh Debo this off season. I know there was a lot of news going around uh, that he was complaining and, you know, they're all a bunch of princesses, but you know <laughs> they were able to keep him, which is, which is big. Um, yeah. You know, it's still got, you know, George and, and Brandon Ayuk, like they, they kept all of their, the big talent that they had, which, you know, clearly proved themselves last year ending, you know, in the NFC um, championship. So they know what they have weapon wise. It's, it's really going to come down to to quarterback with uh, Jimmy G and Trey. Like, I mean, ceiling Trey gets in there and just absolutely kills it. I mean, you know what they're going to, 
you're going to get out of them, right? You're going to get a, a deep playoff push. If Trey gets in there and plays better than Jimmy G, like right. they could be playing in the NFC championship again, you know, like yeah. that's a legitimate, that could happen, you know, if, if he goes in there and has success. Um, so, I mean, ceiling, that's definitely a possibility, I think. Um, and again, like you would touch base on, on defense, they've got, got the weapons, you know, Bosa and Warner, like they, they know they've got a really good core there, you yeah. know, like Man. up front, they're stout, you know, like you said, the secondary is a little iffy. Um, but again, like we know what the 49ers are, there aren't huge changes. Um, so really it's going to come down to, to the quarterback play. I, th- I think that's the biggest question mark. Um, but ceiling, I could, I could see him getting second, maybe, maybe. I don't think I could see him winning the division, but <laughs> no, nah, me neither. I, but I the oh, the Chargers are just too good. But yeah, I could see him, the the Rams, the Rams. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, I could just I could see him being second. I could that's a legitimate place for him if. Trey goes in there and just tears it up. I think second place for sure. And a deep playoff push. Um, I think Trey's a little young um, to go to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, and lead him there in his first season as a starter. Um, but a deep playoff push for sure is, is ceiling for him. I could see. I could yeah. See that happening. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. If, if he can hit his potential. Yeah. He's got the talent and everything else around him. Yeah. I, I could see that too. Um. And again, even if if Jimmy G's in there, yeah, why not another trip to the Super Bowl? I mean, he's, they've done it before, so and nothing's yeah. really changed. Like I said, like the core yeah. is still the same. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, um, you, you know what you're gonna get out of these boys, and it's, right, you know, it's Super Bowl worthy. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> right. This division's so kind of crazy because you really have the two teams who there's no really question marks about the quarterback position with the Rams and Matthew Stafford and the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. And then you got the other two teams who it's kind of uh, up in the air, you know, with Trey Lance and Jimmy and then Geno Smith and Drew Locke. So <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of, kind of crazy how these kind of, there's these two sides of this divisions, but uh I think the talent around this uh, 49ers team is a lot better. So, yeah, that's going to elevate them up a, a lot more. And I think these two quarterbacks in general are just better than the than the Seahawks quarterback. So, yeah, no no doubt there. Um, my laptop is about to die. Uh, I didn't bring my charger, so we'll try and hit up these next two teams uh yeah let's hurry through i'm <laughs> trying to hit these next one up quick before it dies but um who do we think is finishing second in this division it's the cardinals i think it's the cardinals cardinals all right i'm with you i i agree uh pretty pretty chalk here for sure yeah yeah i can i can start on their uh floor if yeah you... go ahead okay yeah um I mean, I'll, I'll try and keep it quick, um, you know, for your laptop, but um, I could see um, Murray struggling without Hopkins for the first little bit. I know Hopkins is suspended for, was it six, six, the first six games, I think. 
Yeah, I want to say it's six as well. Let me see if I can find out. But yeah, yeah keep I going. I think it's six. Um, but I could I could see him struggling. I mean, I mean, we know how much uh, DeAndre Hopkins affects the game. Obviously, one of the better uh, receivers um, in the game today. He's he's a big difference maker. Um, but they went and got uh, Marquise Brown from the the Ravens. Um, in that you know that crazy trade, um, there on draft night. Um, but I mean, they're just, they're just good. They've got a good team really, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't see any huge holes. Um, they did, didn't they lose their, their running back? Uh, they, they still have uh James Connor. James Connor. That's yeah. right. That's right. He's yeah. He's proven himself. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't see huge huge holes honestly. I mean, their their defense they were pretty good last year. I mean, they've got uh, you know, some weapons, you know, JJ Watt, Buda Baker, um, you know, Bryant Byron Murphy, like they've got um they've got weapons. So floor, I can't there's absolutely no way they they're last in the division, you know, maybe third. Um, if everything works out for, for San Francisco and everything goes bad for Arizona, but they're just, they're a stout team. You know, you know what you're going to get with um, Kyler. And, and so um, I just can't, I can't see him getting any lower than third in the division. I don't think it's possible. So. Yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. Uh, especially in this division, they all play each other so tough that there's bound to be some surprises. So yeah, I could see maybe the 49ers, just you know, winning some really close games against them and bumping them down to third, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I totally agree there. Um, and for their moss or their ceiling, um, I think, yeah, I could see him making a push for the Super Bowl. Uh, Really? After their playoff <laughs> conundrum last year? <laughs> yeah, they were pretty disappointed, but uh yeah, there's there's a lot of talent here on this team. I I, I think though the talent there's just too much talent that they'll eventually kind of overcome that. Um I could see that. So yeah, I think it I think it's possible for sure. I think that's that's probably their ceiling is yeah, run to the Super Bowl. Um I don't know if I could see him winning it. I just they just haven't been there or haven't even been that close uh very recently so it would probably be just too much of a challenge for him but yeah i could see him going all the way uh they have a ton of talent uh like you said they brought in marquise brown to kind of make up for uh hopkins missing that it is six games like you said oh i guess um yeah yeah nice nice job there uh they still got i got aj green zach Ertz is still there uh trey mcbride was their rookie tight end they drafted who might be pretty good uh and then defensively they got a lot of solid yeah players like you're saying defensively and so yeah they they were pretty solid last year defensively uh so yeah, uh, 
I, I think they're going to be a pretty good team. It's a shame they're just in a really good division, just because I think in any other division, they're probably just wrecking it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, they will have a pretty tough schedule as well. Yeah, that is pretty tough. So, yeah, they're, they're going to have to try and get out of that. But, I mean, again, when you've got Kyler Murray at your, as your quarterback, who's, you know, a really good quarterback, Pro Bowl quarterback, you're going to be – you're going to be in it uh, in all these games. So, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think there's not much else to say. They're, they're, they're a solid team. I think the coach might be one of my biggest question marks, you know, yeah. how good is Cliff Kingsbury, but uh, he, he's got a chance here to, to prove that uh, he's legit because he's got the talent. So they need to just uh, go out and make it happen. I agree. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. That means we think the Los Angeles Rams are finishing first in the NFC West this year. The Super Bowl champs, defending Super Bowl champs. This Um, one's pretty easy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, kind of a lot like the 49ers almost in a way. They didn't really lose anybody. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, they honestly got better, to be honest, with the whole <laughs> Allen Robinson, you know, right. getting Bobby Wagner, like. Right. They're looking pretty tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, if anything, yeah, they just added things to what they already had. So it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, if there is one team that uh, is going to be standing in the way of the bills winning the super bowl or, or the one team that i think is going to be right there with them it's it's going to be these rams just because yeah they are so deep and yeah again like we were saying they're deep in a lot of positions like the bills and they've got a, yeah, a bunch of really good players so uh but for their mainos or their floor um, I don't see him finishing lower than probably first. I guess I could see him maybe finishing second. Yeah. Does, does Matt Stafford's elbow worry you at all? No, I don't think so. I think it was probably just a precautionary thing. It was kind of early in training camp. So they were like, why even risk putting him out there and making it worse? Just because. You know, he knows the offense. He, he's a veteran. He he knows everything. They don't really yeah. need him out there. So I think it was just purely precautionary. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too worried about that. But, again, this division's tough, and they, they always play each other really tight. So I could see him maybe losing a few division games, and that ends up kind of lowering him maybe to second, uh, maybe the Cardinals to first. Um, uh, yeah, I could, I could see the Cardinals, yeah, being the first uh, first place winner of this division. But yeah, they're just so deep and so much talent that their, their floor is going to be really high. Uh, and it's going to be playoffs and probably a couple wins in the playoffs, at least a playoff win, I, I would think. I absolutely agree. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I could see any really any less than that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, the guys on the team, you know, you've got your Aaron Donald, just stud. Uh, Leonard Floyd is still there. Good um, kind of rush 
uh, defensive end. Uh, Bobby Wagner joins the team at linebacker. I think he's still got some juice in them. And uh, I feel like they know how to work, uh, how to use their defensive players. So they'll make sure they put him in a position to succeed. You still got your Jalen Ramsey, uh, Taylor Rapp played well for him. I believe yeah, that was a good. Yeah, good young player. And then, yeah, I mean, when you got Matthew Stafford, Stafford uh, Cooper Cub, they bring in Allen Robinson. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you've got you've got some guys there uh, to to throw the ball to. And maybe the one issue I could see is maybe the offensive line uh, because they did lose uh, their their left their left tackle. Can't remember his name, but. Um, Kind of a big guy, older guy. Oh yeah, he retired. Yeah, retired after the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. but he was really good for him, and they they really liked him. Hemsworth or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So maybe that's kind of a bigger deal for that offensive line, but I have a hard time seeing that. I, I feel like they they still had enough guys there to to get the job done, and and running back is deep. Cam Akers now fully recovered from that ACL. He's back. Still got Daryl Henderson. So yeah, like I said, they're deep and they've got a, a bunch of star players, and that 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 that's going to lead to a pretty high, or yeah, pretty high floor, a pretty high manos. Um, what do you think of their ceiling? I mean, they, they it kind of seems like I was talking about the ceiling, but I was, I was talking about the floor. But it's just so high that it, it seems like the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, I think you basically nailed it on the head. I mean, I think their ceiling is exactly what they did last year. I think they could seriously a a, a deep playoff and Super Bowl push. I think, like you had mentioned, the, the one team that looks the most dangerous um, towards the Bills is definitely the these uh, L.A. Rams. Just so much talent. Like, we already know that they're just going to be so good. So it's... It's crazy. I mean, really, like you had mentioned, their floor is <laughs> is not low. These no. these boys are real going to be real tough, and, yeah. and it, so I think uh, Super Bowl is definitely high ceiling. I mean, maybe Allen. I could see Allen Robinson getting in there and and soaring in that offense. You know, in Chicago, he was just basically suffocated because he was the only guy. Right. I I, th- I could see him just opening up a, a whole new world with um you know the pressure kind of getting taken off his back because now he's paired with cooper cup and and again maybe bobby wagner i'm sure bobby's still got some juice and he's gonna prove it you know they're Man. gonna make that he's he's a dog so they're gonna you know put him in the best position possible so super bowl win for sure is there is their ceiling and honestly i'll just leave it at that because you don't really need to mention anything else <laughs> these boys are absolutely gonna make a, a deep playoff push yet again and i wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see him there again in the super bowl no no yeah i'm right there with you they're probably my nfc pick yeah to make it yep. um which yeah probably isn't too shocking but um yeah they they've got a they've got a lot of talent so it's uh yeah it makes sense they're they're just a a really good team so um all right well that wraps up our must or may segment for the nfc west 
And that leaves us one more, the AFC West, which is the Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the oh. Denver Broncos. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a freaking division. Yeah. Another <laughs> really good division. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that one. Um, so we will probably uh, do that segment next week, right before the season begins. Yes, sir. So we will wrap that up and kind of get everyone ready for the season um, just in time. And um, yeah, it, it, it is basically here. We are basically ready. Uh, we'll have a Thursday night game next week. We'll have a game next week. Yeah, oh, it will be hey. next week. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's uh, – is I think it's Bills Rams actually. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh Bills Rams for the opening game on Thursday. Let me double check. Um, so I could tell that my computer's yeah, it's glitching out. Yeah, we might have to we might have to cut it short. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, we've talked enough. We'll we'll we'll, we'll prep you guys for the season opener next week. Don't worry, we'll, we'll get that bad boy out before the game. So be on the lookout for that. Oh, there it is. Um it is Bills Rams Thursday night on NBC, uh, six twenty p.m. Mountain West time. Um, uh, goes uh, <laughs> plunk on us here. Let's uh, we'll close her out. Thanks again for listening, and um, we will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the fun college football games this weekend. They are here, and um, we are all excited and uh, just happy that football is back. So enjoy it, and uh, we will talk to you guys next time. See ya. Yo, boys out. Peace.